Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 125 of Go Tell It to the Wall Podcast. That's right. 125. Not Common Sense Sundays. Episode 125. We're getting back to normal. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but before we get there, let me throw some social plugs your way, as we always do at the beginning of every episode. Uh, you can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. I don't know why I made the arm motion for the slash there. For those of you only listening to the audio, I might, I'm just a little bit fired up. We're, we're like off cuff here and off schedule and... So I'm just all over the place today. But again, Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Of course, YouTube, head on over to YouTube.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. That's our official YouTube channel. Uh, keep you up to date on all the awesome videos that we post there, including our beer reviews, our parenting playlists, our mental health Mondays, all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, you can follow my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Again, at SoCalSean on Instagram. Uh, all kinds of great content on there if you are an Instagram user. All right. Oh, and most importantly, all-encompassing of those things, f- forgetting about the most important one, would be our website, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, given the certain individual running for governor down there in Texas, I'm no longer going to spell the last name because you should. It's all over the news. It's the same spelling as Beto down there. Uh, and not only are you going to find stuff you will not find anywhere else on SeanO'RourkeLive.com, but you're also going to find links to all those things I just mentioned and links to our Patreon campaign. Become a patron if you are so inclined to do so. Uh, and of course, our merch website. Nice little merch link right there. Takes you to a separate site, but that is our merch website. Pick up some Common Sense merch. Holidays right around the corner. Uh, get some some cool hoodies and t-shirts and mugs and stuff for all of your loved ones, friends and family, whatnot. People you buy gifts for, I guess. All right, like I said, return of the weekday show. It is not Thursday. Don't check your calendars. No need to. It's actually Wednesday, uh, but we are we are off book on Sunday right now. Uh, we're, we're not doing the usual Sunday thing. Really, we're going to have some funky schedule uh, changes moving around over the next couple weeks. And, uh, and part of that, which I'm going to get more into during parenting, uh, but we are getting a little bit more back to normal. And part of that is my entire family uh, getting back to normal. My wife, uh, my beautiful and talented wife, is actually currently in Orlando. I know, unfortunately, she's in Florida, but she's around a bunch of industry people. There's a thing down there called IAPA. It's a uh, it's a big convention for everyone that's in the themed entertainment industry. So I got a ton of friends down there, including my wife, my sis Laura, and many other friends. Uh, unfortunately, they they miss my birthday most years because it's always the week of my birthday. It's like the week before Thanksgiving down there in Orlando. Uh, but of course, because of that, uh, I am home alone with my now five-year-old daughter. I just turned five last week, as a matter of fact, and uh, it, it, it is a little back to normal because if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, uh, you know that my wife would frequently travel for work. Uh, so this is nothing new, uh, you know, doing doing seven, eight days, just me and my kiddo. However, it's been almost two years. The last trip that she took was January of 2020, right, like kind of right before uh, COVID really got big and, and started to hit everywhere. Uh, so so it's been it's been a change. 
Uh, I'm excited about it. But the interesting thing is I have regained my studio during the week. For those of you on the video, you can see it's the same studio you see every week. It's just I don't have to move a bunch of my wife's stuff out of here because she's not using it this week uh, as she has been since the beginning of kind of lockdown and, and pandemic and COVID. And therefore... Get some weekday time in here in the studio, and fortunately, since my daughter goes to school, uh, I, I drop her off at school, do a little show prep, get this thing done, go pick her up at school, and they're going to have some scheduling changes because of that. So look forward to a couple of weekday shows coming up, uh, and especially, again, if you've been a long-time listener, you know uh, this was always on Thursdays, so next week we're going to do a Wednesday night show, which is kind of the tradition uh, ever since the inception of Go Tell It to the Wall, because didn't want to record on a on Thanksgiving night, but we were doing it on Wednesday night, so that's likely to happen next week. And also keep an eye out for a second episode this week, you know? Wife's out of town, it's my birthday, so I'm just going to sit in the studio and record a bunch of junk. Uh, but that, and also, for those of you excited about it, which is like two of you out there, that, that means the return of the weekly rant. That's where I go old, all old man, get off my lawn and rant about something that's irritating to me. Uh, chances are it's also irritating to you, or maybe not. You're maybe maybe you're not an old man, get off my lawn type of guy the way I am. But uh, you know, ranting at a wall—that's what we do here at Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, so keep that stuff in mind. You're going to see some funky stuff over the next week or so. Just as long as you are following the Facebook page, uh, subscribed on YouTube, and all that good stuff, and subscribed especially to the actual podcast, wherever you get your podcast episodes, you'll see those notifications come through, so don't worry about that, and if you are worried, just check back often uh, on the website, on Facebook, and, and that'll keep you up to date on all the new episodes that are that are coming out at, with funky timing over the next week or so. All right. The structure has changed a little bit from Go Tell It to the Wall. We've, we've basically integrated Common Sense Sundays. Uh, along with the traditional go tell to the wall, but I also just wanted to start greedily. I wanted it to be episode 125 instead of like episode 60 or whatever on with Common Sense Sundays. All right, digital trends. Let's get into some digital trends. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen this one out there. It's like I, I see it multiple times a day, and it's this tag your favorite artists post. Uh, I see it mostly on Facebook, and uh, I don't know who's doing this. It's funny. It seems to me like people, somebody started this trying to get some clicks and people reading their posts, and then other people just started picking it up. And if you, if you don't know what I'm saying, basically someone goes on Facebook and says, tag your favorite musician or artist and see if they reply. And now because most of my Facebook resides in the punk rock music world, uh, I see these multiple times a day. It's kind of getting out of hand. Uh, and I just, like... Uh, and I feel bad for whoever's handling the Unwritten Law Facebook account, because I swear to God, every every five minutes when I'm scrolling through, somebody's like, Unwritten Law, and, and they actually respond. And I'm sure lots of bands have been responding, but you know what? We've seen it. Why are we continuing to do this? Uh, I don't know that this is another phishing for passwords thing. May, I doubt it. Uh, but it, it, it's just it's overdoing it. We're done. We've seen it. I'm seeing it way too much, uh, and it starts to get a bit old. Like, there's nobody out there that doesn't that follows music that <laughs> hasn't seen these damn posts. So calm it down. If you see the posts, just scroll past it. We don't we don't need to we don't need to be bothering everyone with this stuff. And I I'm just I'm seeing it literally ten times a day as I'm scrolling through the Facebook there. So it's so calm down. We get it. It can trend like let something trend for a day, not three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. It's been a while. It's out of hand. All right. I'm gonna briefly get into this. Because there's 
And the reason it's in digital trends is this it's such a hot button topic on socials right now. And I'm even seeing it in punk rock groups that I'm that I'm a part of um, the arguing in the back and forth. And I will say uh, it's obviously very important. That would be the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, out there in Wisconsin. Um, and the reason I don't I'm talking about it because it is dominating social platforms. Um, and I will say I am not a legal expert. I know there's a lot of intricacies to trials and the law. I'm not a lawyer. I don't even pretend to be one. I've never pretended to be one. I don't know anything about laws. I do know a little bit about entertainment law. I had to take entertainment law in college, but I went to film school. I'm not out here litigating cases or anything. I just That's the little bit of knowledge I have that I needed uh, to become a producer in the film industry. But outside of that, I'm not talking about criminal stuff. That's nothing, uh, that, nothing I will ever undertake. It's just not in my wheelhouse at all. Uh, but I will say, and this will be the only thing I say on it, is there's some common sense behind this. We can talk about intricacies of the law and, and everything else, but there is some common sense that can be linked to this as far as driving across state lines uh, with an assault rifle, being underage, being a minor, and then putting yourself in that situation. That's all I'm going to say on that. Now, go ahead, continue to argue online. I'm not arguing with anyone. This is a, To me, it's a common sense issue, uh, but as we know in this world, but especially this country, we don't... Things don't always work out that way. So I'm, I'm bracing for the worst, but I'm not going to sit here and argue. I'm not even going to rant about it. I'm just going to say common sense. Uh, a lot of what factors into this and what happened, uh, you, you can look at from a common sense standpoint and realize uh, who's in the wrong here. That, that's all I'm going to say on that. All right, Staples Center. For those of you not familiar with it, uh, especially, I mean, it's pretty, pretty well known across the country and maybe even worldwide because Staples Center is where the Los Angeles Lakers play. It's a basketball arena here. And I'm not talking about this because I'm talking about sports necessarily. Uh, but that is also dominating uh, the digital platforms over the past day and a half or so. Uh, they have re- struck a new deal. Um, and if you're not familiar with this, if you know nothing about sports at all, uh, stadiums and arenas uh, and baseball fields, they, 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 give a, they sell naming rights. And people always freak out about this, and I'll talk a little bit about, you know, kind of my what I've experienced personally, not personally, but grown up around and been around, uh, you know, and, and a lot of times this is brands, and people freak out about it. And then I often remind people, like, the most iconic uh, baseball park in, in the U.S. is called Wrigley Field. It's named after a brand. So, so let's calm down on the brand stuff. I do understand that there you, you get used to a certain amount of, of uh, of familiarity with a name for an arena, I, I get it. But Staples Center, they have announced a, a, a new naming rights contract. Uh, it is soon going to be called, and I believe it starts on Christmas Day. They're like, Christmas Day, that sounds like a good day to do it. It's going to be called Crypto.com Arena. So it's switching from Staples Center to Crypto.com Arena. I, I don't have a huge problem with this. I'm also not a huge Lakers fan by any means. I've been to Staples Center so many times. I've been in the luxury boxes. I've been in the seats. I've been to events there that weren't sporting events. All kinds of stuff at Staples Center. People are still going to call it Staples Center. I will say, could we just call it Crypto Arena, not Crypto.com Arena? Um, it also does go to show how much the cryptocurrency thing is just continuing to build and everything else. And I will never speak to the cryptocurrency stuff because I don't know anything about it and I never will. It's just not something that interests me. Go crypto all you want. Uh, it's it's way over my head, just like NFTs, which we're probably going to talk about on the next episode. Way over my head. I just fine. Do you. I'm not getting into it. Uh, so, of course, but everyone's everyone's freaking out. 
here in LA, they're like, we're always going to call it Staples. Call it Staples Center. I can tell you, when I was growing up in San Diego uh, in the 90s, they changed the the stadium name down there from Jack Murphy Stadium to Qualcomm Stadium, and everyone freaked out. And they're like, how can you do this? This is nuts. Again, they were like, how are we using a brand name uh, to, to name stadiums? Hello, Wrigley Park. Like, we literally, we have Smoothie King Arena, for those of you not familiar down there in New Orleans. Smoothie King. It's named after the company Smoothie King. Like Oracle Arena up in the Bay Area, they're they're all named after uh, named after companies. These companies pay to it's marketing it comes out of their marketing budget. Uh, so so it, it happens all the time. This is nothing new. Uh, and if people still call it Staples Center, they're gonna still call it Staples Center. People were calling Qualcomm Jack Murphy Stadium for many years uh, after the name was changed, and eventually everyone kind of adopted it. And of course, now we're getting more .dot coms uh, with with all these things. I hate. I think we have an O .dot co Arena is like the overstock.com. There's a, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, but, of course, dominating the social platforms because no Lakers fans <laughs> want it to be called Crypto.com Arena. They want it to be called Staples Center. Uh, whatever. Uh, and I will say, I'm also... I, I Usually I keep... My, my phone's on silent. Usually I keep it in my pocket. Uh, I do have it sitting on the studio desk right now. Because, because my kid's in school, uh, I need to actually watch and make sure I don't get a phone call from school that something is wrong there. So so for those of you on the video, if you see me looking down over here, uh, my notes are on one side, my phone's on the other so that I can make sure I'm not getting a phone call uh, from the school because I get about 18 of those a day. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. And sometimes I'm like, dude, is my kid okay? So got to pay attention to that because uh, my wife is on the other side of the country. And here I am in a studio yelling at a wall. All right, one more thing in the, here in the digital trends. Hashtag stupid infrastructure questions. That's right. You know this was spawned from the infrastructure bill that was uh, just signed uh, recently in the past week or whatever. I, don't, I, I see these things. I don't follow closely enough. And not because I don't care. It's just my mind. I'm wrangling a five-year-old on a constant basis. I don't have time to keep up with details on things. But, of course, that infrastructure bill that's been a hot-button uh, topic within the political world uh, really for a while now. Uh, gosh, Almost a year, because it's probably not long after Biden took office that this started gaining steam. Uh, so, but this this is a fun one. This is a fun one. I think people are out there having fun with it. And I will say, I found a tweet. Uh, I probably should have should have uh, quoted, you know, given. What's the word I'm looking for? Gosh, you would think I never worked in media. Uh, but giving credit to the person that tweeted this. Unfortunately, I didn't do that. Uh, but this one I found, again, hashtag stupid infrastructure questions. Uh, and I quote, I knew I know what a structure is, but what is infra? End quote. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Now, that's obviously very much a dad joke. I'm a dad. You're not going to think it's as funny. But go search that hashtag, have some fun with it, or share some of your own. <laughs> I don't even fully know what infra I have an idea of what it <laughs> involves roads and things. Uh, in fact, I did see some articles flying around. They're like, what's California getting out of this infrastructure deal? And, of course, I didn't read it because to me it's funny. Like, I, And that's what's funny. People are always like, California, the taxes there and stuff. And I talk to people in, in other states and they're like, yeah, you can't even drive on our roads. And I look outside and they're like repaving my road once a year. I'm like, oh, oh, we're doing this again? Do You, you guys just, all right, okay, let's repave some roads again because a year is so long to be driving on a road that's not even like a high-trafficked road. We're talking, uh, you know, city residential area here, just just north of, of downtown L.A. So, you know, but I, I, I'm not a road expert. I'm not an infrastructure expert. So I just kind of go with the flow. I will say it's nice to have roads that you can actually drive on compared to uh, friends I have in some other states that are like, good Lord, you just get a flat tire driving on this highway. All right, let's talk some COVID updates here. We're still doing COVID updates, probably going to be doing these for another five years. Who knows? 
God, I hope not. That'd be brutal. Uh, I know I talked Halloween and how it was probably going to be quite different. I just want a quick mention on this. It was uh, quite different from last year, but still different from a couple years ago. I noticed that people were kind of hankering for the, the Halloween celebration, but also being safe. Uh, took my kid and some, some of her friends out around my neighborhood, and there were actually more houses uh, than previous years. I think people were excited to kind of have kids finally coming back to the houses and everything else. Everyone was masked. We'd go to houses, kids are masked, I've got a mask on walking around, uh, and everyone opening doors is masked and, you know, handing out candy. I handed out some candy uh, out front of my house, which was which was great to, to see the kids running around, and they were all very excited about it. Uh, so it was great to, to, to get, get, again, back to a little bit of normalcy, a little bit of what we're used to. And normal, in quotes, you know, what is normal, I, I don't know, but what we're kind of used to, the traditional things when it comes to Halloween and and Thanksgiving and everything. My, my kid didn't have a birthday party uh, in, in 2020. She got to have a little birthday party in 2021, all outdoors, of course, but she got to have a little party. So we're, we're getting back to some of that, uh, which is good to see. Uh, and part of that getting back to it is, is the vaccine that is now available. It's pretty widely available for kids 5 to 11. Uh, and in fact, full disclosure, I should share this with you. My kid got her first vaccine last week, her first shot of the vaccine. Uh, so, so, and she's doing well so far. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep an eye out and she'll be getting her second vaccine. And then I will feel much safer as a parent, uh, once she's able to get her second vaccine and I'll be getting my booster. My wife got her booster. I have a ton of friends that have already gotten their booster because she was traveling. She wanted to get it right away. I didn't want to get it just in case I had some side effects, despite the fact that I didn't really have side effects from my first two shots, uh, with my wife leaving town and my daughter getting her first. I was like, you know what, just in case, uh, cause I, and I'm very safe. I've been very lucky, you know. Knock on wood, I don't know if you could hear that through the microphone, but knock on wood, I've been pretty lucky uh, as far as avoiding um, getting infected. Masks work. Masks. Vaccines, masks, they work. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited to see kids uh, be able to be a little bit safer, you know. Uh, and interestingly, we are seeing this in pro sports where the NFL uh, is taking serious, they're, they're putting in more precautions. They have all of the professional sports leagues and college teams. They have protocols to, to keep the athletes safe, to keep the coaches safe, to keep the staff safe. Uh, they are they are tightening down on some of those COVID protocols within the NFL. That is the, the football league here in the U.S. Uh, and, and they're doing this for basically for the holidays. Uh, and it makes complete sense to me. They're, they're adding in some more restrictions. This to keep everyone safe, knowing that more people are going to gather for the holidays. Uh, and, and I think this is just common sense to me that, that, that something like this should happen because it's not that big of a deal to get tested, uh, you know, to, to wear a mask. It's not that big of a deal, but it, it, it could potentially save people. Let's continue to do that. So I'm glad to see that the NFL is actually doing something right for once. This is a rare occasion, but they're actually doing something right for once. Now, unfortunately, we are seeing a rise in cases across the United States. Uh, this is kind of that up and down. We're seeing another spike. We're still not out of it, and this is just further proof that we're still not out of it. Uh, so wear masks, wash your hands, and get the goddamn vaccine uh, so we can stop seeing these crazy spikes because everyone wants to see their family for the holidays. Let, let's, let's all be smart out there uh, and, and just do better, uh, not only for yourself and your own family, but for other people and their families. It's not that difficult to be compassionate and, and caring about others and be safe and healthy. Let's do it. Uh, unfortunately, we have a, and there's I, there's lots of cases out there. I bring this one up 
Uh, Fat Mike of NoFX actually had a, a positive COVID case, a breakthrough case uh, from everything we can tell because uh, apparently he was vaccinated as far as we know um, and unfortunately got a breakthrough case. And the reason I break there and there's been a few of these. In fact, I'm going to rant about one uh, in just a few minutes here. Uh, but unfortunately, Fat Mike uh, was actually playing Punk in the Park, Punk in the Park, um, Oh, just over a week ago, a week and a half ago, he was at Punk in the Park. They actually did a meet and greet, uh, unfortunately. So far, it looks like there are no... And I say unfortunately because he got infected, most likely at Punk in the Park or just before that. Fortunately, we're not seeing a big outbreak uh, from people at Punk in the Park. You know why? Outdoors. So not being all... And trust me, many people were very close to each other. Uh, but wearing masks, let's, again, be smart with it. Uh, hope, hope, hoping for a speedy recovery for Fat Mike uh, and that we continue to not see any kind of outbreak from Punk in the Park, um, which we're going to get more into next episode. I've got too much stuff for this episode. I'll give you a full recap. Punk in the Park was nuts, and there's just it, I can do like a half an episode just on Punk in the Park. All right. I want to talk a little bit now. I want to I rant a little bit right now. Speaking of the NFL, speaking of people not getting vaccinated, you probably heard about this one, even if you're not a sports fan. Uh, week and a half, no, two weeks ago or whatever it was, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers there in Wisconsin uh, tested positive for COVID. Interestingly enough, people started immediately going back to things and trying to figure out if he was vaccinated. Uh, he actually misled the media and football fans and the public uh, a few months ago by making it seem as though he was vaccinated and using terms that made it sound like he was vaccinated when in fact he was not vaccinated. Now, on top of this, and this is why I want to rant about it and, and, and talk a little bit about privilege, is here is a high-paid white male quarterback in the NFL uh, who was completely flouting all of the COVID protocols for people who are not vaccinated against COVID. Flouting all of them. Wasn't wearing a mask in facilities. Was having press conferences with media live in the room when he was supposed to be doing it via Zoom or other ways. Just completely flaunting all of this stuff. Why? Because he thinks he's better than everybody. And on top of that, I've been saying, and here's the thing. I'm done arguing with people. Everybody should get vaccinated. There's no reason not to get vaccinated. Absolutely no reason. Now, there's obviously some exceptions. If the vaccine's going to kill you because you have some kind of alert, yes, don't get the vaccine then, okay? But there's no reason for people to be like, my religious beliefs, all this other stuff, and there's there's microchips. Stop, Okay. But I, w I will, I'm done arguing with people. And I will say, if someone's not going to get the vaccine, you're not going to convince them to get the vaccine. However, be honest about not getting the vaccine. So people were comparing this to, to an NBA player who currently can't play for his team because his team plays in New York and he can't play in the arena. But he has at least been honest and said, I do not, ha I'm not getting the vaccine. I respect that much, much, much more uh, than millionaire Aaron Rodgers, who decides the rules do not apply to him at all and is potentially putting media, other players, coaches, fans in danger because he doesn't care about getting the vaccine or adhering to these protocols, which is utterly ridiculous. And this is privilege to a T, to a T. And on top of that, there was no real penalties. He got a little fine because he was flaunting the, these protocols, but nothing. There are guys in the NFL that have gotten more fines for wearing different funky cleats. Yes, because those funky cleats were endangering other people of getting COVID. So, so clearly that is the bigger deal than this asshole Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay just doing whatever he wants because he doesn't care. And on top of that, apparently he was getting COVID. And that's, he actually 
petitioned the NFL and said, well, I'm using a homeopathic remedy. You know what that homeopathic remedy was? He's good friends with Joe Rogan. He was using ivermectin. So he's trying to tell, get, a, get an excuse from the NFL saying that he didn't need to follow those protocols. And then when the NFL denied it, he just completely ignored him and everyone looked the other way. I'm telling you. White male millionaires. Biggest scourge on this country. That's obviously an exaggeration. Don't at me. Is that what the kids say these days? Don't email me. I've been getting some of those hatred ones lately. It's ridiculous. That's enough of that ranting. Well, that's enough of the ranting for the weekly rant. Bad on you, Aaron Rodgers. Do better. Do better. I don't think athletes necessarily need to be a role model, but do better. This isn't even a role model thing. This is simply a safety thing. And if you're not going to do it, be honest about it and follow the protocols. It's not difficult. My kid's five. She wears a damn mask all day in school. Five. You're worse than a five-year-old. Unbelievable, Aaron Rodgers. Not a fan at all. I can't stand him. Just can't stand him. Can't stand him anymore. And I had respect for him until this happened. I said, no, no. You're not better than everyone else. You're not. Acting all better than everyone else. Hanging out with Joe Rogan. and <laughs> Talk about a meeting of minds. Meeting of idiots. All right, mental health. I want to talk about this briefly because I've seen a lot of this and I've seen people, I'm getting off Facebook and all that, and fine, get off Facebook, you know, get off Instagram, get off Twitter, although tw I will say Twitter, you can only curate down so much because you end up seeing so much hatred on Twitter, um, but you can control your social circles. This is very important when it comes to your mental health. I've talked about this previously, uh, especially when it comes to being, hanging out with people in person. Don't force yourself to... to you know, go to a social gathering or party that's just a bunch of people you don't like. Um, it's not something you should do. There's no obligation for you to do that. It's not worth your own mental health uh, to deal with people that you don't want to be around, even if it's very minor. You're just, you know, just people that annoy you. You may, ah, it's not a big deal, you know, but why? Why would you do that? I remember years ago, I was like, I'm at an age where I realized I don't want to hang out. I don't want to hang around people that I don't like being around. Why would I do that? And it's not an I'm better than you thing. Just because you don't like hanging out with someone doesn't mean you're better than them. It just means you're different. You don't enjoy the same things necessarily. That's all it is. Not not every, Everyone on earth doesn't need to be friends. We can all be cordial to each other, but we don't all need to be friends. You know, especially when it comes to like politics and everything, everything else. Why, why would you do that? And social platforms can be very toxic. But you can also do this within social platforms. You don't need to be friends with everybody. You don't need to be friends with that guy that you knew in high school that you don't agree with anything on and you have nothing in common with just because you went to the same high school. Why? Why do we do this to ourselves? And that's why I've been saying for a while, I understand how Facebook can be toxic, but put yourself in the right groups. It's also a good place to get support. It's a good place to meet people. That can be beneficial to your mental health. So keep that in mind. You don't have to be forced to do this. Learn to say no without feeling guilty. Because you're not guilty of anything. We don't, we often as humans, just in general, uh, you know, unless you're a sociopath, we, we tend to to want to please others. Even the biggest assholes out there, tend, like, will still try to please others subconsciously. I'm guilty of it all the time. All the time I'm guilty of it. And I'm not even that good of a person. So imagine like a good person out there, a nice person out there, how much they're acquiescing to others uh, despite not really wanting to. You know? You don't have to. It's not worth your mental health and your comfort. Your comfort should come first. 
Now, obviously, you do need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations sometimes. You know, there are times, and, and but it shouldn't be at the expense of your mental health, you know? Maybe maybe you go to a play or something. You're supporting your, your niece or your nephew at their play, and you're like, oh, God, this is long. But that's not hurting your mental health. However, you shouldn't go to some party where there's a, you know, a couple people there that just get under your skin immediately, and you got to hang out with them for a couple hours. There's no reason for that. And the same thing with family, with holidays. Remember this with holidays coming up. You're not required to go sit at a table for Thanksgiving dinner and hang out with a bunch of people you don't like. That's not a requirement. You can say no. It's not worth your mental health. Especially these days with how divisive we are. 50 years ago, we wouldn't be arguing about a vaccine. Everyone would just be taking it. They did. But this, now it's a hot-button issue? Unbelievable, man. Absolutely unbelievable. So Take care of yourself. That's what you got to do. Put your own mental health first. Your own health and your own mental health first. I'm seeing a lot of the posts like, oh, my, you know, my uncle's upset because uh, he can't come to dinner because he refuses to get vaccinated. Well, that's his choice. You have the right to not have people unvaccinated at your dinner. Uh, and you know what? That uncle has the same right to not be vaccinated. But don't complain when there's consequences from it. Protect your family. Protect yourself. And protect your mental health. All right, we got some positive news. Speaking of Thanksgiving dinner, uh, many of you probably saw this. It, it's been viral. It was viral a few years ago uh, in 2016, actually, coinciding with the inception of Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, there was a young man who received a text message. I believe this happened in Arizona, but don't quote me on the exact state and city and everything. Uh, received a text message in error inviting him uh, to Thanksgiving dinner. He responded and said something along the lines of, I think you have the wrong number, but hey, can I still come to dinner? The woman who sent the text, she was trying to send it to her grandson, I believe, uh, said, yes, I will feed you. That's what grandmas do. Went to Thanksgiving dinner uh, with her and the family that year. Was invited to Thanksgiving. Uh, and sure enough, every year since 2016 has joined them for Thanksgiving, and we've gotten word that this year yet again, and I don't know if, that, if last year is included in that because of COVID and everything else, but again this year, uh, he will be sharing Thanksgiving dinner uh, with the family that inadvertently invited him to to dinner in 2016. Uh, and and here is kind of the opposite of my rant uh, because we talk, I, you know, I often rant about how dumb people are and how they lack common sense and Aaron Rodgers who just flaunts everything. We also have a lot of positivity out there and we have people building great relationships out of out of a mistake. And now for for five years now. Uh, these people have, have been friends and become friends and continue to build on that friendship. It's proof that people can be kind. It's such a cliche, but positivity spreads. It really does. And I, I know I'm the same way. I, I'm very curmudgeonly at times. I'm very like, you know, I'll be out at a, I'll be out in a crowd or something. Wait, you know, and I'm not like pushing people out of the way, but I'm like, oh God, like you to, me at Disneyland trying to get through a crowd. I'm like, just move, get out of the way. You know, and sometimes I'm like not in a great mood for stuff. And I'm, many of you out there, I'm sure, can relate to this. And maybe I go to the grocery store and I'm like, ah. Uh, but then someone at the grocery store just randomly gives you, you know, gives you a smile. Hi, how you doing? You know, or, or in a cheery mood. And suddenly you're in a bit of a cheery mood. Positivity breeds positivity. I'm sure most of you can, can realize this within your life. And it's a fact. So let's continue to spread that. Do things like this. Don't be like Aaron Rodgers. 
be like this grandma and just open up your home and your table. Now, maybe you don't do that like crazy now because COVID's still going around. But, but remember things like this. The kindness of strangers and what can, what can be built off of that. It's very important. We need more of this in the world today, especially with so much negativity, so much negativity going on in the world. We could use more of this, more friendships, more, more positive friendships and continuing and building on that. And I'm hoping people see that story and they're like, oh, and maybe that changes their mood on a given day. It really can. This almost goes hand in hand with mental health. So keep that in mind. Spread it. It's easy to give a smile. It's easy to give a wave. Not difficult at all. It doesn't require a lot of energy. Like I said, I, I try to do it as much as possible, but I'm guilty of it. But sometimes I get a smile or a wave, and it, I'm giving a smile or a wave back, and then I'm probably giving a smile and a wave to the next person. It's just what you do, you know? Absolutely. And part of that is part of that is just me because of the punk rock world. It's so funny. And I, like I said, I'm going to give a Punk in the Park recap uh, at next episode probably, but... But running into people with same shirts and everything, and, and so you're, you're fast friends, you know? I mean, I literally had a guy walking by me as I'm watching the Vandals, uh, and again, this little little bit of the recap for you, uh, wearing a Barstool Preacher's hat. I'm wearing my Barstool Preacher's sweatshirt that night, and I was like, hey, hey, hey. It's like, cool hat, and he's like, thanks, and I was like, look at my, and he's like, yeah. So easy to just do that, you know? We all, everyone has at least a little something in common. Avoid the people that you don't like. But it's okay to be positive and, and have that, that cheerful attitude uh, a lot of times and spread that cheerful attitude. All right, let's, let's, talk, let's talk some parenting. Oh, boy. So like I said, my wife is back to traveling down there in Orlando. My, my, my kid's going to be super jealous when she starts seeing pictures because uh, it's a convention down there. But, of course, all these companies, uh, these agencies and companies, they end up going to the parks. So I know my wife's going to be like, look, I rode blah, 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 blah. And be like, that's cool. I sat at home with my five-year-old and yelled at a wall a couple times. So it was fantastic. Uh, I, don't, I tend to not get as jealous just because I, I enjoy theme parks. I don't like crowds. When I worked at Disney, it was much better because I, I, I had a pass. And I would, just, I would go raining on a Wednesday. Perfect. That's the best time to go to the parks. You can actually ride a bunch of stuff. There's ways to kind of get around that. Now that I don't work there anymore, I don't have this pass to just go for like an hour, uh, stuff like that. Um, but in, for first first time for an entire week, and like I said, almost two years. Uh, so it's been a bit of a challenge, uh, but it's also, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> you know, it's that old cliche, because uh, we just kind of fell into it. My, I was a little bit worried my daughter was going to be like, where's mommy? Where's, you know, where's, she's been fine. I mean, you know, we we're thankful for technology in this respect that we can video call her while she's down there uh, in Orlando. But it just it it it's it's back to it. You know, we're just kind of back to, for lack of a better word, getting more and more back to normal, and that's what we're doing. Um, and but it is affecting episodes, obviously. Um, part of that is birthday. I've mentioned this before. Birthdays, Thanksgiving. Uh, my birthday is tomorrow. Uh, my daughter's birthday was last week. And we had Halloween before that. We just hit this gauntlet of stuff, uh, you know, small trips and everything else. So the scheduling for episodes is just all over the place. We will we'll have some weekday episodes. We're getting back to this. We'll get back to Common Sense Sundays, uh, and we'll absolutely have a, a holiday episode, of course. Uh, and then we'll hit our holiday break. So, you know, again, you'll get updated on all those things. Uh, I will say my, my, my kid got a particular birthday gift. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called. It's actually awesome. It's really cool. Her and I uh, built it the other day, and it's one of these, like, physics 
marble things. You build it, and then you put the marble in. It goes flying, and literally as a trampoline, so the marble goes airborne at one woo, airborne at one point. A uh, lot of fun. And that's why this isn't in ranting, because it, it is worth the fun. But I will point out, if you're a parent and buying toys for your kids, keep certain things in mind. They're these little metal marbles. Like, they look like large ball bearings. They're metal. They're moderately heavy. Uh, it's not so much the weight <laughs> that's crazy, but these marbles start going flying. It came with a bag of, like, 12 of them. As soon as my kids started, I'm like, uh-oh. And, sh- and we have hardwood floors in my house. So it's like, you can see it behind me if you watch the video. All through the house. It's it's hardwood everywhere, except for some rugs. So I said, okay. After balls are going flying into everything and stuff, and I'm finding dust that I was like, oh, there's dust there. I must have missed that. You know, So I guess it was good for that. Um, but I was like, this could be a bit dangerous. And I'm not even, I'm worried about myself. My kid is spry enough that she's probably not going to, I'll trip on one of those at like 11 o'clock at night trying to go, go get in my bed or whatever, and I'm going down. So of course, move this thing over to the rug, and I'm like, all right. We're going to play with it on the rug because the marble can still move through the thing, but then the rug is going to stop it instead of it going flying across the uh, hardwood floor. I'm telling you, tra- trampoline, for lack of a better word, it's a little it's a little bouncy thing, and the ball falls, goes doing, just goes flying. It's like, okay, <laughs> ball bearings flying everywhere. Keep that stuff in mind uh, when you're buying toys for your kids because uh, it can be dangerous at times. Well worth it, so much fun. It's just certain things like that, bef- you know, just a heads up. If you got something that rolls like that, put it on a rug instead of the hardwood because uh, stuff goes flying. Kids kids are not clean. My kid is not messy, but she is not clean. There's often, end of the day, I'm cleaning up just piles of toys. piles, And she'll clean up too. I mean, she's, I'm trying to get her cleaning up more and more, uh, especially at her age. But it's piles of toys. Can you imagine a pile of these marbles just sitting somewhere? Oh, oh there they go, and flying around the house. Who knows what? I yeah. Like I said, I'm the klutzy one, so I I would be tripping and falling and knocking myself out or something. And my kids are like, "Where's Dad? Oh, Daddy's sleeping in the on the kitchen floor." No, <laughs> Daddy knocked himself out tripping on a ball bearing here. All right, one more thing in parenting. I want to talk about this. Something I've noticed with my kid. Uh, you know, we do movie nights, and we also watch. There's very minimal television in my house uh, for my kid. Really, for me, too. I, uh, my wife and I watch TV, like, late at night. Uh, you know, after the kid goes to bed, we'll watch, you know, like an hour or two of television. You know, junky sitcoms. I've mentioned that before. I love love me a junky, funny sitcom. Uh, I don't mean junky in a bad way, just cheesy. Cheesy is the word I'm looking for there. Uh, and, and, you know, so my kid doesn't get a ton, but she does. She gets watches a couple episodes a day, or we have a movie night on the weekends. Uh, and in fact, we had a movie night Monday night because we didn't have time over the weekend. Uh, my kid was was feeling a little tired, um, caught a bit of a cold, so we did movie night. And it's funny. Uh, so it's it's kind of twofold. It it was one thing when we when I was a kid, and we just you had a bunch of VHS tapes, and you're like, we're gonna watch one of these VHS tapes. Um, that's how I knew. Like, looking back on my mental illness, I, I was the kid that would go through all the VHS tapes that we had in the collection. Uh, any of them that weren't rewound, I would just sit there and rewind them in the VCR. Uh, I believe my mother got upset at me because it's, it's not good for the VCR. you got to get a tape rewinder, but we never had one of those. So I rewind, rewind, rewind. All these tapes need to be rewound. Uh, but when we were kids, it was, you know, you're like, all right, we're watching this one. Now, I pull up Disney Plus, and my ki- I think my kid just gets overwhelmed at times. It's like, it's like okay, what movie do I do? Uh, Frozen 2, Zootopia, uh, no, no. So we ended up watching Cars the other night, which she's seen. It's not her first time. Uh, and I've noticed this trend lately 
not only with movies but with shows. And she's like, "Oh, Cars, that's my favorite movie." And I'm like, "Is it though, or is it just your favorite movie right now?" Because we're watching. It. She's been doing this with shows too. We started watching that Arthur show, which I've never watched. Uh, I believe that was a little younger for me. I, I don't know. I never watched it. It's like a PBS show. So I, I, I was a PBS watcher as a kid, but I never watched that Arthur show. Uh, for those of you not familiar with it, Google it. And if you're not familiar with it, you've probably seen the like the picture of an animated fist like being clenched. I've seen that, and I knew it was Arthur. I know of Arthur. Uh, I just never seen it, and it was funny. My kid's watching it like a week ago, and that episode with the clenched fist came on. I went, oh, my God, now I understand. I, I Like, I knew it was an angry. It was kind of what you're like showing you're angry. But I saw the episode. I was like, oh, wow, full circle here. Uh, but she's also doing that. She's like, Arthur is my favorite. And it's like, and watch, watch, she'll come home today. Later we'll watch TV and I'll put on, you know, Ses- Sesame Street's my favorite. So I think it's an age thing uh, that has been happening. Uh, and, and for those of you that are parents out there, maybe you've experienced this, but she just automatically goes to uh, goes to her favorite thing. Although sometimes it does take forever. That's the old thing I've said. I think I've said it before on the podcast. You don't know what it's like to be a dad or I mean a parent in general. I, I don't mean that in a sexist way, but a parent. You don't know what it's like to be a parent until you have rage weighted. Something I do. Uh, kids often take 20 minutes to put on a pair of shoes. Uh, and that's the overwhelming nature of it. You know, when we were kids, you, you came home from school or Saturday morning, you turned on the cartoon channel and you're like, this is what we're watching. You know, maybe you have a couple channels. This is what we're watching. Now it's like stream everything. So I pull up PBS Kids. I pull up Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus, And she's like, I, I, I don't know what I want to watch until she figures out what her favorite thing is. And she's like, oh, my favorite. Now we're watching that. Uh, so, so hang in there, parents. That's what I've been doing is hanging in there with the rage waiting. <laughs> All right. Let's get into a little bit of common sense. I should mention, uh, for those of you not on the video, I am wearing my, my Boston to Berkeley t-shirt. Quite proud of that. Dropkick Murphy's rancid Boston to Berkeley t-shirt. I did already give that recap recently, uh, but I, I'm one of those people that I, I need to wash everything before I wear it. Uh, and I literally gave the recap the night, the, the morning after this show, so the shirt wasn't clean yet. But we, you know, plenty of episodes to get these shirts in on. And in fact, I got a plethora of shirts last or the weekend of Punk in the Park, which I'll uh, talk a little bit about because I'm going to recap a different show from that weekend. All right, some common sense. Uh, there's a New York Times article that just came out, and I am going to give you the exact title of the article. Okay, New York New York Times, a fairly reputable news organization, I guess. I don't know. I can never keep track of which one's reputable, which one's not. Who knows? However, well-known news organization. Uh, here is the title of that article, and I quote, Does it matter if I eat the stickers on fruit and vegetables? End quote. You ever bought an apple at the store, a banana? It's got a little, little Chiquita sticker on there. Or apples have, you know, it's usually a number on there so they can keep track of the stock or they you know all the fruits veggies they've got stickers on them that's how they keep track of that when you go to the grocery store new york times published an article talking about whether it's safe to eat those stickers common sense says uh you know just just go ahead and peel that sticker off i I don't understand the big like this is but this is the world we live in and this is why we need more common sense in the world especially in this country because i guarantee there's not articles coming out and in Europe right now saying, is it safe to eat the stickers? I will say, I did read part of the article. It's not going to kill you, but you shouldn't eat the stickers. But that's just common sense. Why are we eating stickers? Can you imagine if I just started pulling stickers off the wall behind me? Oh, that was a yummy sticker. Is it that hard to pull a sticker off a piece of fruit? 
Are you not looking at a piece of fruit before you eat it? You're not washing that bad boy? Come on. Unless it's a banana. You know, you don't need to pull... You don't need to pull the sticker off a banana. You just peel the damn things. If, if you're peeling it, it's one thing. An orange. Leave, all right, leave the sticker on. I'm talking apples and stuff like that. Yeah, peel the damn sticker off. But that's the, that's the world we live in. We have an article from the New York Times, reputable news organization, telling us whether it's safe to eat the stickers on fruit. People always wonder these things. Why we have to have warnings and stuff. This is why. This is why we have to have ridiculous warnings. Like, don't put your hand in here. That's why we have these things. Because people write articles about whether it's safe to eat a sticker off a piece of fruit instead of just peeling the goddamn sticker off. Sometimes I can't. And that's just further proof that it's not worth arguing with people. You start getting into an argument on social platforms, keep in mind that we have New York Times articles asking if it's okay to eat those stickers on fruit. And know that you're probably arguing with someone who doesn't know if they should take the sticker off the fruit. Is it worth arguing with them? Nope. No, it's not. You're never going to agree with everyone in the world on everything, uh, but we should all be able to agree that you take this damn sticker off your damn fruit before you eat it. But apparently not. Thanks, New York Times. Appreciate the content. <laughs> oh, common sense. I do want to talk about this one. It's going to sound like a cliche. Uh, I recently, recently my driver's license expired. Yes. <laughs> I had to get a new driver's license. That was exciting. Uh, and I'll tell you, you've probably heard about it. It's a real ID thing. I believe every state has it. But I was like, well, i got to get a new driver's license. May as well get this real ID thing so I can travel when the when the law comes into effect. Uh, and it was just, it's same you know same cost. If you're getting a dri new driver's license anyway, you may as well get the real ID. Highly recommend that. But make sure you have the right paperwork. But the old cliche is how annoying the DMV is and how much you have to wait and everything. You know, and I, and I get it. I've been there at times. Years ago, going to the DMV without an appointment. Uh, but I will say... I live in Los Angeles. Uh, you, you could call this a fairly populous city within the United States. Uh, that's kind of inarguable. Uh, so there's a lot of people here. And you would think the DMVs here would be quite difficult to deal with. No. My last, like, ten trips to the DMV, never a problem. Now, I will say the key is to make an appointment at the DMV. Uh, but I even saw people come in without appointments that were getting help pretty quick. So the old cliche, it's fun to joke about it. Uh, but it, it, I don't think it's really true anymore, especially when you can do appointments and everything. It's funny because I, I go in and I check in at the desk uh, and, you know, and I hand over. I was like, well, here's my appointment number, blah, blah. And she's like, OK, cool. And I'm looking around. I'm like, ah, it doesn't seem too crazy here. There's no big line out the door. So I, I asked the woman, I said, hey, is it, you know, is it not a busy day? Was I lucky? She's like, no, actually, you know, it hasn't really been crazy lately, uh, I think. And it's too you can do so many things online now including making the appointment, and, and I, base, I, I went through a little portal on there, and it was like, you need these things to be able to get your, your real ID, so no problem, appointment, all set, in and out, I mean, 10 minutes total, and in fact, uh, I, I think I, was, I waited more, I waited longer to get my new photo taken for my driver's license than I did to actually get helped at the counter, I sat there for like two minutes, and they're like, oh, here you go, boom, 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 got it, got it, good. here, pay this, up, oh, good, good, and then I stand in the photo line for a few minutes. So I highly recommend, and like I said, she said, you know, between the website uh, and people actually having documentation, because you can do things online. I often uh, register my cars online. It's just easy. They send you the sticker. Uh, but you, not only that, but it, it, you, you know what documentation you need to have, so you're not going up to the counter and arguing with people. I won't say it was a pleasure, <laughs> but it's not as painful as the jokes would have you believe, at least not anymore, especially with an appointment. Make an appointment. I live in Los Angeles. I was in and out of the DMV. It was a weekday. Well, DMV's closed on the weekend. 
Maybe, maybe Mondays maybe a little crazier, but it's just not that hard. We can still make the jokes. It's okay. I'm I'm not saying common sense says don't make the jokes. Just common sense says it's not as difficult as it actually uh, comes across as anymore. I think you know. I'm sure there was a time we didn't have computers at one time. We didn't have the internet, and you're just like, well, shit. I gotta go. St- Let me take the day off to go stand in line at the DMV. But it's different nowadays. You can do so many things digitally and 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 be better prepared. And then the friendliness too. Everyone very friendly at the DMV. And a little small talk here and there. It's great. No problems. So common sense says get yourself an appointment and have your damn documentation ready. I did. I had like double. He's like, oh, do you have this and this? And I was like, yes. Oh, I also have this if that's not. And, and I have this if that's not acceptable. Not that hard to do. All right. Uh, this one's very important. I want to talk about this in common sense because this statistic just came out this week. Uh, we've had... An increase in drug overdoses in the United States of America. Last year, there were over 100,000 drug overdoses in the United States, which something like a 30% increase from the year before. 30%. Oh, yeah. Nope, that is there. I might save that. Just remembering something else that we're going to talk about in entertainment, but I'm running short on time, so we're actually going to save that. I'm going to talk about that another time. Uh, increased drug overdoses. Now, for those of you not familiar with it, this is largely due to the drug fentanyl being laced uh, in other recreational drugs. I've had conversations with people about this, and in fact, it's come up in a couple of my, my like dad groups, uh, people with older kids or nephews or nieces or whatever that, that have had to have these drug talks. Uh, now, full disclosure, when I was younger, um, you know, much like many other people, even our parents' generation, you did a little experimenting. I, I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I never touched anything. I'm a big proponent of recreational medical marijuana, but even things beyond that, I've seen people experiment and, and be fine. I've I've experimented myself to an extent in my younger days. I'm a little too old now. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle uh, certain things. However, uh, things have really changed since then, and that main thing is this fentanyl. Uh, and those are the conversations I see happening. Is, is like you can't risk... You can't risk it. You know, it used to be like, oh, you want to try a little cocaine or, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, and I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying it, you, it's so different nowadays. You don't know what you're getting. It's just not safe anymore to to experiment with recreational drugs. Now, now ma- marijuana, yes, especially in California. They, <laughs> they test the shit out of marijuana. You go into a collective, they're testing the hell out of it or you have a good connection. Uh, you know you're getting good stuff, so it's all good. Uh, however, when it comes to, to other recreation, you, you have to be extremely careful nowadays. We can see the 100,000 cases, uh, overdose, deaths from overdose uh, last year, 100,000. And that's with COVID going on. So not even as many like big parties and that kind of stuff going on. It's not worth it anymore. I'll tell you that right now. Common sense says it is not worth it. Uh, and the other common sense thing to keep in mind is, well, I would say just avoid it completely. Uh, if you're going to experiment... Uh, there are test kits out there uh, for fentanyl. Uh, and in fact, there's many organizations out there that give them. Punk Rock Saves Lives is one of them uh, that carries fentanyl test kits as well as Narcan. If you're not familiar with Narcan, uh, that can stop an overdose. Uh, they carry these things. So if you are going to experiment, be smart about it. I don't know if it still exists, but when I was in my younger days, the early days of the internet, uh, late 90s, there was a website called Party Safe. And you can go on there and you you look at certain things and be like, okay, that one has been deemed safe by, you know, whoever's out there. And I don't know how accurate it was, but I know that website existed. Uh, I I don't, there's probably resources like that still out there. 
Uh, but just be smart about it. It's it's not it is not worth it. I don't mean to to laugh there, but it's really not. Again, I, pot. The, let me tell you a story of a pot and a kettle, but it's different nowadays with this fentanyl stuff. All right, let's move on to some entertainment news, and then we're gonna wrap up episode one twenty five. Uh, what I'm listening to lately. Uh, this one's kind of a funky one, and I'm probably going to revisit some of these bands, but I will say, uh, and I'm going to give a recap in just a moment, I've been listening to quite a few bands, and I've talked about Half Past Two, and I'm going to talk about their record release, uh, but some of the bands I've been listening to over the past week and a half are Goodwin Club, The Goodwin Club, Hooray for Our Side, highly, highly, highly recommend Hooray for Our Side, uh, you're missing out if, you don't, if you're not listening to them, Trash Monsters, and The Von Tramps, The Von Tramps, uh, actually, I believe just signed to to SBAM, SPAM, the uh, the record company over there. Uh, so you're going to see some new stuff from the Vaughn Tramps as well. Uh, they put on a fantastic show. And in fact, let me, let me, uh, there we go. Uh, for those of you on the camera, big shout out to Tom, uh, wall fan, Patreon, common censor, Tom, uh, for actually picking up one of these, uh, these, these, uh, record release show posters for me uh, that was at the House of Blues there. And all of these bands, with except for Half Past Two, were new to me. I've heard of some of them, but I hadn't really listened to them. Definitely hadn't seen them live. Uh, but thank you to Tom for this. I never get show posters at shows uh, simply because I'm always afraid of, of wrinkling them like when I'm doing stuff, but but Tom actually picked one up for me. Uh, not only that, but framed it. For those of you that are on the, the video uh, you can actually see that framed poster. I'm going to set it over here now so I don't end up kicking it while it's on the floor. I had it sitting there so I could show everybody. Uh, but again, check out those bands. I'm probably going to do more in-depth I'm list what I'm listening to uh, about them, but I, I, I'm very excited uh, to, to discover those bands. Uh, and like I said, got to see them all at the Half Past Two record release party, which was down there at the House of Blues in Anaheim. That was the start of my ridiculous weekend. Uh, for like the fifth time this episode, I'll mention, we'll do a Punk in the Park recap next episode. Uh, but I basically went down to Anaheim, House of Blues there the Friday before Punk in the Park. So I did three days in a row, which isn't usually a big deal for me, except punk all day Saturday, all day Sunday, uh, and, and Friday night leading up to that. I cannot recommend Half Past Two enough live, as well as all of the other bands. Uh, the Goodwin Club, I will say, they came out, the lead singer came out dressed as Marty McFly. The entire horn section was dressed as Doc Brown from Back to the Future, and the guitarist was dressed as a DeLorean, complete with a like, flux capacitor on his chest. Uh, such a good show they put on, uh, as well as, like I said, Hooray for Our Side. You're missing out if you're not listening to Hooray for Our Side. Trash Monsters did a great job, and the Von Tramps. High, high, high energy. I uh, had actually never been in the small room at House of Blues Anaheim down there. Uh, so it was really cool to be in there. It's much more intimate than the, than the big room they have there at House of Blues. Uh, there was another big show going on, so we were in that smaller room. They sold it out. Congrats uh, to Half Past Two on their record release as well as selling out the record release party uh, and, and putting on such a, such a good show. Uh, and I will say, the only thing not awesome about it was the traffic. Because for those of you familiar with, with Southern California, I live in Los Angeles. Uh, had to drive down to Anaheim for a Friday evening show. Cursing the whole... I'm actually, I actually wasn't cursing. I'm just sitting in the car like, well, I'm, I'm in for it. Got my nicotine lozenge and just kind of cruising down the five, getting to Anaheim down there, for those of you familiar with the area. Uh, and the other cool thing, big shout out to Trash Monsters and the Goodwin Club. Trash Monsters, uh, they were giving out t-shirts. Grabbed me a t-shirt, and I love the design because it is Oscar the Grouch with a mohawk. 
Uh, and the Goodwin Club, also thank you to them. Uh, the lead singer walked out from backstage and, and said, hey, you want a T-shirt? Handed me a T-shirt for the Goodwin Club. And that's why earlier I kind of laughed about T-shirts because I was like, I walked out of house and I bought myself a new Half Past Two T-shirt needed one of those. Their, their new design from their album is fantastic. Uh, I love neon designs, so I, I had to have it. Uh, and so I'm walking out of there from House of Blues with three <laughs> three T-shirts. Got them hanging on my shoulders and stuff. One's tucked in my back pocket like, ah. Oh. All right, T-Shirt Central. Uh, so, so thank you to all those bands. Such a great show. Uh, I've been listening to all of them for the past week and a half or so, uh, and we'll be listening more in depth. And like I said, we'll probably get into some more I'm listening to's with those bands, uh, as well as some other bands at Punk in the Park. It's going to be a lot of new bands coming through here, a lot of show recaps and all kinds of other good stuff. And there's still some shows coming up, uh, you know, pre-COVID. A lot of shows were kind of done around this time of year, uh, but now we have stuff stretching into December, which is which is really awesome because we're getting more shows. Uh, I think it's everyone making up for uh, lost time with COVID, if you know what I mean. All right, um, I'm gonna save that. I I know I know people are gonna. There's a thing that happened, and I will tell you, it literally happened while while I was at Punk in the Park, and news started spreading through there. I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, next episode. I, I don't, I don't, we're running out of time. I don't have enough on this. Uh, but I will say, uh, one mention real quick is we did get confirmation on this and I talked about it after the, the Bayside Bomb Pop show a little while ago that when Polly wasn't there, uh, we now have confirmation that, that Polly Van Dam, uh, has officially left the Bomb Pops. Uh, she will no longer be playing with the Bomb Pops. Uh, and, 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 and if you're interested, go check out, um, I believe it's Jughead's Room is the name of the podcast. She spoke pretty in-depth about it. Uh, not a lot of hard feelings. She just wanted to move in another direction. Part of that was her health. Um, so I'm very, very, very disappointed, uh, and I know a lot of people are, to see Polly leave the band. Uh, love, I love all the, every, all four of them in that band. Love them. They're, they're great people in person. They play great music. They put on a good show. Uh, so I am disappointed, but I'm very happy for Polly uh, that she's able to move forward, uh, despite the fact that she will be incredibly missed uh, not seeing her playing with Bomb Pops. Uh, and unfortunately, probably not hearing her songs, because I did see the Bomb Pops again since the Bayside show, uh, and they're not playing Polly songs. So so that's a disappointment. Uh, but first and foremost, I'm happy that, that Polly is moving in a direction that she's happy about, uh, and that that everything's kind of amicable and, and, and we're going to move forward and we're not losing the bomb pops. We did lose Polly, which sucks, uh, but you'll still be able to follow uh, Polly Van Dam's career. Uh, so good on you, Polly. Sad to see you go, but glad to see that you're taking care of yourself. All right. Uh, like I said, for the sixth time this episode, Punk in the Park recap coming next episode. Uh, Got to get real in depth with that one. That's like half an episode that I could get into. It's, it's so much fun, so much to talk about. It's going to be insane. Uh, and I will mention this for the next few episodes, uh, and I mentioned it last episode, the November pre-order for Basis Against Racists is live. Head on over to Chaos Merch, pick yourself up one of the two reprints, uh, that is uh, Eloise from the Linda Lindas or Lynn Lee uh, from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. I already had the Eloise one. I've said this before, I missed out on the Lin Lee one, which was the very first one, and I've already put in my pre-order for the Lin Basis Against Racist t-shirt. Make sure you do the same over at chaosmerch.com. Uh, and of course, as always, designs from the fabulous Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing, and all of this, of course, uh, the the brainchild of Lin from Bad Cop. Bad Cop. Yes. Basists Against Racists. See, I'm seeing more and more of those shirts around. It's fantastic. It's fantastic to see. 
All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We are out of time. i got to go pick up my kid at school shortly uh, and then come back here and finish finish getting all this episode stuff up. Uh, remember, we're going to have some funky schedule stuff. There will be another weekday episode probably two days from now. Probably going to do one Friday uh, and then as well as next week, Thanksgiving week. So keep an eye out for updates on that. Uh, and, of course, best way to keep up with that is our Facebook page. Uh, make sure you follow that, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, you can also follow or subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's going to keep you updated, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. My own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Uh, again, at SoCalSean. All kinds of great photos up there. In fact, there's a lot of uh, recent show photos up there, so make sure you're following there if you're into that stuff. Uh, and like I said, I usually follow back unless you're just one of those show me, look at my butt Instagrams, which is fine. Do you. It's just, I. that's not what I, I go on Instagram to look at like cute kids. Uh, I do a lot of looking at shoes on Instagram, which is terrible because I'm like, those vans are awesome. And then they're like European. And I'm like, oh, it's going to cost me $5,000 to get those shoes. But I still like looking at them. Uh, and of course, shows and artists and all that kind of stuff. So, so make sure you're uh, following me over on the Instagram. And of course, most importantly, all encompassing of those things would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark that one, check back off, and you're going to get all kinds of exclusive stuff on there, uh, as well as updates and, of course, links to our Patreon uh, page, as well as our merch website. Become a patron, pick up some merch. You know you want to support Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and if you don't support Go Tell It to the Wall, go out there and support some other artists or mu musicians through Patreon, uh, as well as merch sites and all that good stuff. Christmas is coming up. Go, go buy merch from artists and stuff instead of Walmart and Target and Amazon and you know get get the good stuff it, it's out there and you can spend pretty much the same amount of money and get higher quality stuff more creative stuff all that's out there uh, so, so do that as well but of course consider go tell it to the wall for your merch needs uh, and, and your patreon usage all right that is gonna do it uh, this has been episode 125 125 of go tell it to the wall podcast I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, Wall fans, we will be back in a couple days. Same Wall place, same Wall time. And remember, Wall fans, Common Sensors podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you aren't doing it, always, always use Common Sense. <laughs>